0: Today is the National Day of Prayer. Hi and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. The National Day of Prayer venue started about an hour ago out at Shelby Farms. Hyde Pavilion is going on right now. So if you're driving down Poplar, 240, wherever you might be, we encourage you to make your way sometime between right now as you hear us talking till sunset tonight, Shelby Farms Park High Pavilion. And we've got a lot of details in this half hour to talk about the National Day of Prayer. We have a host of individuals concerned about our nation who believe that God hears our prayers. And so we're going to be talking with several this afternoon. First of all, Henry Hutton is a businessman in town. Henry, earlier today you were at Brit Haddishah with a group of believers starting off the National Day of Prayer. You started about seven, I think.
1: Yes, we were at Brit Haddishah from uh, seven to nine. We had about seven or eight different churches were all there we're all coming together because we are concerned for our nation we're concerned for our city and we believe the answer lies in jesus christ and when his people who are called by his name will humble themselves and pray he will hear from heaven and he will heal our land as we turn from our wicked ways
0: yes what a word that we need to hear right now and Pastor Ronnie Johnson of the Miracle of Redemption Church. Ronnie, you're no stranger to Bot Radio and Mid-South Viewpoint. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, thanks. I know that you have had a battle with cancer. I know prayer, I'm sure, has been an important part of your life and your family over these past few months.
2: Yes, sir, it has.
0: Can you give us an update on where you are right now?
2: Last year, I was diagnosed with bladder cancer. And, uh, of course, going through the process of chemo and all the surgeries and so on. But uh, I'm grateful and thankful that uh, I can say today that I'm cancer-free. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir.
0: So that is the most recent diagnosis. Diagnosis.
2: Yes, sir, of course. There's, you know, some valuations that I periodically, every three months, I have to go to the West Clinic for follow-up, blood work, etc.
0: So you look great. Are you feeling pretty good?
2: I am, by the grace of God, I am. Yeah. So just your experience this
0: morning from meeting with believers to pray, what was that like for you over at Britt
2: Brother, I tell you, it was just a heartfelt, the presence of God being in our mix. I know that we are in the right place at the right time as a collective group of believers to come together and pray. It's awesome.
0: And your ministry is in the nutbush area of our city, and that's an area that has been typically known to have a lot of crime and a lot of poverty, but you're like the light in the darkness, right?
2: Yes, sir. We that beacon, a light that it in the darkness, but God is moving even in the midst of the darkness.
0: And that's what we're trusting God to do with the prayers of His people not just here in Memphis, but across this nation, that those would pray, humble ourselves, as Henry said a moment ago before God, and not only humbling ourselves, but part of that is repenting. Absolutely. Confessing our own sins. We can point our finger, but there's three fingers pointing back at us, at our sins, that we need to repent and turn from. To see God work in our nation, we truly have to be humble and repentant. Well, another dear friend, it wasn't too long ago that Randy Shepard with Crossfire Ministries was in the studio with us. Randy, you came back to be part of the National Day of Prayer right here in Memphis.
3: Yeah, it was a blessing, David, and Henry invited me to come back and be there to evangelize and pray today. Going to preach for Brother Ronnie on Sunday out at his church, and then going to be at the Warrior Center Friday night, the rescue mission tomorrow, and a school on Monday. So we try to do as much as we can in a little bit of time. I understand
0: that recently you had a little encounter with Antifa.
3: Yeah, Asheville's a unique place. I call them the Memphis mob of Christian brothers came over about 12 to 15 to Asheville to witness. And,
0: and, and that group is led by Steve Copeland, who exactly. is the uh, president CEO, rather, of Life Choices of Memphis, but has a heart for revival and a, a desire to seek the face of God. They have been taking these uh, excursions, what they call them, to different cities in our country to hand out gospel literature. they literally handed out Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of gospel tracts, of Bibles, and sharing one-on-one with people in the streets. And they came to
3: Charlotte, was it? Asheville.
0: Asheville, North Mm -hmm. Carolina, which is your hometown.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was great. Uh, They were there for about four days. They probably passed out 20,000 tracts. We did some street ministry. There was kind of a socialist Antifa parade of about 100 people, and we didn't interrupt their parade. We waited till they were finished, and they're not coming to church, so we got to give them the gospel. So the guys asked me to spin the ball there, and I was doing it, and one of the guys, you know, they don't show their faces. They have glasses on. They have black. They're all black, and one of them came up with his flag and knocked the ball off as I was talking about Calvary and what Jesus did for us on the cross. Explain what
0: this ball You're spinning a ball I'm spinning a
3: ball with a Bible in one hand the whirl world ball in the other, It's showing visual of what Jesus Christ did on the cross cross, whatever it takes to get folks' attention, the Holy Spirit can kick in and He knocked the ball off at the end of his flag. And so one of the guys threw the ball back to me, and I continued going. He knocked it off again, so I just dropped down on one knee. He was cussing me in my face, calling me everything but an evangelist. I said, Brother, I love you, and Jesus loves you. And I just dropped down on one knee and finished the message, and the word of God will not return void. The men said you were humble. I said, Well, I thank God. It took 30 years to get there. I'm still working on it. So hopefully the Lord will use that in their lives.
0: Amen. Well, David Ford is also a friend of Bot Radio Network. He's been here on Mid-South Viewpoint, and we've had a chance to share with David. David is an evangelist with Globe for Christ Ministries. David, it's right. good to have you back in Memphis.
4: Thank you, Byron. Good to be back with you again.
0: And I think you drove, was it from Arizona?
4: I did, all the way across this nation.
0: And you brought the actual <laughs> sound system that we're using this afternoon right here at Shelby Farms.
4: Right. We're using the analog, not the digital. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> and then I go on from here to, to Georgia for some other meetings throughout the rest of the year.
0: In light of so many things that are happening in our world today and even in our nation, David, people might ask the question, does God still answer prayer today?
4: Well, obviously the answer is yes, although we all sometimes get discouraged with that. But it's still in the Bible. I checked my Bible this morning that the print that was there a year ago is still there today. The promises are still true. And uh, Henry mentioned it a while ago, if my people which are called by my name. That word called there literally means to summons. So it's no small thing to come before God. But I tell you, this last year, I've seen so much the mercy of God upon people, upon my own life. And I think that's a, that's a fresh message in my life for, them, for America. Do we deserve judgment? Yes, we do deserve judgment. But God is so, so merciful.
0: Have we become too sinful as a nation for God to relent his judgment against us?
4: I think that's in God's hands. There's always hope. Jonah repented, fasted, and prayed, and turned away from their sin, and God had mercy on Nineveh. So I believe he can do it again here in America.
0: How do we pray the kind of prayers that God hears?
4: I think get honest with God. Just get honest with God I had a a radio interview in Mississippi In the southern around the Gulfport area And he said there's a lot of pastors listening What would you tell a pastor in relationship to revival I said number one Get very honest with God about your true condition He knows it anyway Don't fake it don't try to power your way through it. Don't fake it till you make it. Just tell God exactly. He can handle it, and he's so merciful and gracious and gentle. You know that he chastises, I pity the person God never chastises, but he will get us where He needs us to be. And when we come to that deeper, that death to self, of dying to all that I am, we come alive to all that Jesus is. My brother, a pastor here, we were talking a while ago about that outside. Except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. And if we would embrace the sentence of death upon our self life and let Christ in his indwelling presence flow through us by the Holy Spirit, that can transform a nation.
0: Amen. Well, we also want to welcome to the show today Dr. Alvin McKinney. He is the joyful minister of jazz. David had his harp, but Brother Alvin has his saxophone. Dr. McKinney, God bless you. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours today. He actually called me to let me know that Leewood Baptist Church East is having drive-through prayer. Right now, as we speak, until 730 tonight, so that's on Houston Levy Road. Matter of fact, let me give you the address, 1620 North Houston Levy Road in Cordova. Right now, through 730 tonight, you can drive up, and somebody will pray with you. While you're in your car, our mutual friend is Carter Thrillkill. That's right. You guys know each other. Oh, yes. He was saying, hey, Dr. McKinney is a wonderful man. And I think he taught your brother trumpet, I believe.
5: Actually, my brother, Paul McKinney, and Carter Thrillkill both played trumpet. So they've worked together on various things. Uh, he at one point, as you already know, Carter Hill used to be the minister of uh, music at Bellevue. That's right. And my brother uh, was playing bass at the Frazier location that he sent him to. <laughs> okay. And so that location is now closed down. Carter Throckmorton is now at the Lake. What do you call it?
0: Leewood Baptist Le- Church East. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's where yes, he's at yes. right now. Yes. Yes. Doctor McKinney, when we talk about prayer and as a nation where we are right now, connect it for us in your own heart where you see where we are as a people how we should connect with God.
5: I want to connect with what you said earlier, and hopefully that will answer the question. Admitence of your sin is the first part, confession. But the second half is to not do it again. Christ told the harlot, go and sin no more. And that's what frees us from the sin. The Holy Spirit will help us in every manifestation. And God is merciful and graceful. And he will forgive every sin except blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So there's always an opportunity to get right with God. Just come as you are.
0: Henry, don't you like that? There's always an opportunity to get right with God. We haven't gone too far. No. As a matter
1: of fact, the Lord says, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You know, the thing that a lot of people don't, seem to dwell on the goodness of the lord leads us to repentance god committed this love to us while we were yet sinners christ died for us our father's heart is one of love towards us you know i heard a story the other day he was telling me about he has a handicapped child and he knows the handicap's going to kill that child do you think the father doesn't love the child because he has a handicap that's going to kill him no the father probably loves him more our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ knows we have a handicap. We're sinners. We're broken. And He loved us anyway, and He came and gave Himself for us. That's still the same heart. He's our Heavenly Father. He wants to forgive us, He wants to change us from the inside out. But we just got to be willing
0: got to be willing and that's what we're asking our friends right now to do there's prayer venues that have been happening earlier this morning going on through the evening right now you can come out and join us here at shelby farms park we're at Hyde pavilion so
1: just stop in it's a beautiful day come on out for your evening walk if you'd like to say a short prayer with us if you'd like to pray with someone or you just want to listen to the music as you
0: walk by you're invited to come out there's been other prayer venues happening earlier today prayers were offered at Bartlett City Hall Japanese Gardens, Binghampton Christian Academy, Senatobia National Day of Prayer took place, the Tipton County Courthouse National Day of Prayer, as we mentioned, the Awakened Memphis Prayer at Brit Shaw that took place earlier this morning. Carrierville National Day of Prayer has taken place and the Millington Baker Community Center has also had time of prayer but there's still as I mentioned Leewood Baptist Church drive through prayer at the Leewood Baptist East on Houston Levy Road in Fayette County you can pray at the House of Faith from 6 until 7 p.m., and then in Moscow, Tennessee, at Oak Grove Baptist Church, 1980 Oak Grove Road, and then in Tipton County, Munford City Park. They always gather each National Day of Prayer starting at 6 p.m. tonight. So if you're Closer to Mumford, and you can't make your way to Shelby Farms by sunset tonight, make sure you stop at the Tipton County Mumford City Park and pray at 6 p.m. with fellow believers. So I'd love to hear and report on all these places where people are offering up prayers. It's beautiful, isn't it, right, Alvin? Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Byron, in this day of COVID and isolation, I want to encourage all my brothers and sisters mm-hmm. come on out. Sure, the Lord hears your prayer. You're in your car right now, or you may be in your home. And yes, our God hears your prayer. He said, Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. This is a day where our country has set aside that we can all come together from all different walks of life, many different denominations, in many different churches. We have one thing in common Jesus is Lord, the King of Kings, and we're asking Him to come into our nation. Come into our city and heal our land. Amen. And we need all yes. of us to join together and do that.
0: We definitely do, Henry. And this National Day of Prayer history goes back to seventeen seventy five, the Continental Congress allotted time to pray in the forming of this nation. Over the years, there's been calls for prayer. President Abraham Lincoln, back in 1863, called for national prayer. And it was on April 17, 1952, that President Harry Truman signed a bill proclaiming the National Day of Prayer into law in the United States. And then it was amended in 1988 by President Reagan, designating the first Thursday of each May to be the National Day of Prayer. President Joe Biden has made the proclamation. It is an act that the President does each year. He signed that yesterday on May 5th. Just a few words from that. Prayer has nourished countless souls and powered moral movements, including essential fights against racial injustice, child labor, and infringement on the rights of disabled Americans. The First Amendment to our Constitution protects the rights of free speech and religious liberty. You can go online and get a copy of the entire proclamation by President Joe Biden. But this is, I say a tradition that the president does that because it is in the Constitution, but each president does make that proclamation. And we need to be thankful because there's places in China, Pastor David Ford, places in the world. We're hearing reports where the church in Canada is being persecuted for making a stand for Jesus Christ.
4: Yeah, they're literally shutting down churches up there for various reasons, and pastors going to prison because they're proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. It it only takes one generation to lose what we have, if even that. And so it behooves the Church of Christ, and like what Henry said, it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. All throughout Scripture, it talks about giving thanks to the Lord for His mercy and His goodness, and His mercy endures forever. And so it's that goodness of the work of the Spirit drawing us back to the Lord. But if we don't be salt and light in our society, it's going to decay. It requires the believer in Christ to walk daily in the Word, in obedience to the Great Commission, and what God's called us to do, and to love the world around us. Pastor Alvin, I know you have used
0: your saxophone to soothe the hearts of people and and really to help create an atmosphere of worship and prayer. And music has that way of drawing our hearts. You know, I know that you have played the national anthem at the uh, Grizzlies basketball games, among other places.
5: You've been playing your horn for years, but I want people to know that you play that horn for Jesus. That's absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, I've been invited to play my new single release rendition of Amazing Grace Remix this evening at the top of every church worship service starting around 1 30 today
0: that's happening right here at shelby Forums, if yes, people sir. can come out and hear you play
5: every hour i'm going to tell you my secret and here's my secret i pray before and while i'm playing my saxophone that's my secret <laughs> <laughs> well doesn't the bible tell us to pray
0: without ceasing exactly so that should be a constant attitude of heart you know I think sometimes we complicate the words of our prayers by thinking we have to pray a certain formula of words or so many words. But you know what? I was driving down Germantown Parkway a few years ago, and I was just about to be T-boned by an off-duty Memphis police officer before my car was flipped up in the air, and I spun about three times, came upside down, and slid across the road strapped upside down in my vehicle. I didn't have time to pray a really long, you know, <laughs> orderly prayer. <laughs> My prayer was, help me, God. And you know what? God, help me. Amen. I walked away without a bruise, without a scratch,
4: mm-hmm. didn't
0: go to the hospital. And, you know, usually when you have a bang-up like that, a couple days later, I mean, you're pretty sore. I never had any soreness. And I might say that always happens to everybody. There, Unfortunately, there's cases where people don't walk away from accidents like that. But I'm thanking God. I praise Him. And the simple prayer of, help me, God. And maybe the earnestness of our heart, Pastor Ronnie, as we call on God, it's
2: not so much the words, but it's the attitude of the heart. Yes, sir, it is. It's not the length or the eloquence of your words. God knows what we're gonna say even before we say it, and it's a privilege. And First John five fourteen tells us that we can pray with confidence. If we're praying God's
5: will, that he would give us his ear in the petitions of our prayers. The Bible also says that the spirit of the Lord searches the motives of our minds and our hearts and knows the mind of God. So I want to take your prayer even shorter. If you just say help. (laughs) <laughs> That's all you need to say. You don't have to have an, an Ecclesiastes uh, Wikipedia full of words. Well, I, I'm going to
0: take you further than that. You yes, really, sir. You don't even have to move your lips. What did Hannah do when she went to the temple? And <laughs> God blessed her with <laughs> – she was barren. She was so broken and humble before God, her heart was speaking these loud cries to God. Exactly.
1: You know, Byron, isn't it total human nature sometimes to not miss something until you don't have it? We took our churches and our ability to go worship on Sunday for granted until this little virus came along named COVID. We took being able to get together in assemblies until this little virus came around named COVID. We have this privilege to get together on this day. We have our government says this is our national day of prayer. Don't let this day go by and not exercise your privilege of coming to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and telling him what's on your heart and mind. His ear is always open, but I think his ear is really open in America right now because he's going, look, here's a country. Sure, we've got some wickedness going on. We have hands that shed innocent blood in our country. I'm not sure that our world is broken. This is a special day. We have brothers and sisters all over the world who are being locked up for their faith. Right now, it's being reported in epic news. You don't hear it on the main media in southwest China. The house churches are being rounded up. They're bringing these pastors and believers in handcuffs, which in that society is a like they're treating them like murderers and felons. And our brothers and sisters are being locked up. They don't have this privilege to get together on a beautiful day in Shelby Farms to walk around with their families and to openly get together and ask God.
0: Henry, would you encourage those coming out this afternoon and early evening if they wanted to bring a blanket or maybe a chair? Yes. They have these fold-up chairs you could bring to have a place to sit. Please, Please.
1: We're going to have a few chairs, but I'm hoping that there's so many people there, there's not enough chairs. I know that some of you know Bruce Carroll. Bruce is back in Memphis. Bruce will be coming in, gosh, about an hour or so. He's going to be sharing music with us. I know the uh, worship team from Eagle Heights is going to be out there. If you haven't heard them, you're going to love listening to their music. It's soothing music. You're going to enjoy coming in this type of atmosphere. It's just going to be a great, great time.
0: Well, Henry, you just mentioned Bruce Carroll. I've got him on the phone line right now. Bruce Carroll, hi. Welcome to our Mid-South Viewpoint National Day of Prayer show.
6: Hey, how's it going, guys?
0: Going great. Hey, I heard you on a live stream this morning over at Britt Hadashah leading the worship as people gather to pray. Even though I was at work, Bruce, I was listening, praying along with you guys.
6: Oh man, yeah. We had a we had a wonderful time of prayer and worship and congregating together just like the Lord wants us to do, being the body of Christ and seeking God's face.
0: Bruce, you have been leading worship for many years i had the privilege of actually playing your music in christian radio back in the I'm going to date myself but back in the late 1970s early 80s i was playing your music on the radio back then it was vinyl records i was playing <laughs> old man <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then i had opportunity to sit under you as leading worship at hope presbyterian church
6: oh that's great
0: so bruce leading worship taking people before the throne speak into that a moment if you will
6: well brother it's an honor and a high call and it's something that I take very very seriously of course I love to worship myself and I I, you know like I have have a little upstairs office here and there's and and there's often times when I'll pick up the guitar and I'll just sing to the wall because I know that the spirit is here and and I want to bless the Lord who has who has saved me and delivered me from so much i firmly believe that it's a call to be a lead worshiper to lead others into the presence of god and i take that very very seriously and it is something that i just do it's you know uh like it's a way of life bro and uh me and my wife we really try to live a life of worship stay in his word stay close to the father so that when he gives me an assignment to get in front of people as a lead worshiper then i'm i'm ready i'm prepared I'm uh, cleansed, and I can be used of Him and the Holy Spirit to draw folks to the uh, throne. So it's a very important thing to me. I love to do it.
0: Bruce, you mentioned your precious wife. I know there's been recent concern about her health, and people have been praying. Can you give us an update how she's doing and how you've seen prayer work in this situation, or if you're able to share that?
6: Oh, yeah, sure, sure, bro. We're, you know, we're like wide open because we need prayer, and, you know, God's people need to be transparent. We need to share each other's burdens so that we know where each other is at, so we know how to pray. But, yeah, uh, Nikki has uh, dealt with some uh, health issues over the years. She's actually doing better. Uh, she was in the hospital last week for some high blood pressure, which she hasn't had to deal with. Uh, like, it happened for the first time in her life about a, about a year, maybe 15 months ago, when she uh, contracted rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. So the doctors think that all that is related. So they've got her on some blood pressure medication, and they started her on a beta blocker, which seems to be helping her. But God, despite all that, in spite of all that, God is still in control, and we know that. She's a warrior. She has a gift of evangelism. She actually led the ambulance driver who took her over to St. Francis Bartlett to the Lord in the hallway at St. Francis Bartlett. She's just that kind of girl. Praise she God. just loves Jesus, and she's and she's trusting him for her healing, and and she is doing better, and thank you so much for asking about her. But anybody that's hearing this and wants to pray for Miss Nikki, Lady Nikki is what I like to call her. Please do. <laughs>
0: Please pray for Nikki, and we are doing that. Continue to do that. Bruce, thank you for those good words, and we're looking forward for our friends to come out and praying tonight at Shelby Farms here at Hyde Pavilion up until sunset. So you'll be, in just a little while, leading some music here. But thanks for your participation. Thanks for those good words here on the National Day of Prayer.
6: Amen, bro. And I just want to end with My people who are called by my name, if they humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. The Lord knows we need our land healed, and we need to be the body of Christ. We need to be out there at Shelby Farms because God is bringing people our way to minister the reality of Jesus Christ salvation, healing and a blessing. So everybody come out please because this is a this is a unique opportunity for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you Bruce Carroll. Appreciate that. Guys, it looks like our time on this show is gone. Alvin, Henry, David, Randy, Ronnie, God bless you, my dear brothers in Christ. Thank you for for being a part of the show today. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. As the sun is setting this evening, there'll be prayers offered. You know, in closing,
1: one of the things I want to encourage you, why is this so important that I should get in my car and come to the National Day of Mm -hmm. Prayer? Our city needs to see our church. You know, there are 4,000 churches closing every year in the United States, and there are only 3,700 being planted. So the churches are disappearing. Our city needs to see one church, the followers of Jesus. It's not land. It's not buildings. It's those of us who claim the name of Jesus Christ. There is one God, one spirit. There is one way, and there is one mediator between God and men. That is the man, Christ Jesus. The city needs to see the churches together in unity and love praying to the Heavenly Father. Why should you be a part of it? If you're in the body of Christ, we need the hands, the feet, the arms, the legs, the heads, the mouths, the noses, and the fingers. Come on out and be a part of His kingdom.
0: Friend, we'll see you here at Shelby Farms High Park Pavilion until sunset tonight. That's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.